Welcome to Off the Beat, the podcast that discusses all things law enforcement from a cop's point of view. My name is DJ Seals. I'm a former detective, crime analyst, and SWAT operator from the metro Atlanta area. Now, I currently work for Motorola as a law enforcement consultant, but this podcast will never be about product or sales, and that I promise you. I came up with the idea because I wanted to have a place where we could have a conversation about current police issues without you, my listener, feeling like they were in a sales pitch. We get plenty of that, right? I wouldn't listen to that, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. So for today's topic, um, got some conferences coming up that I'm teaching at, and um, they got a got a university that has asked me to, to teach uh, a class, and I keep hearing the topic, and what keeps coming up in my mind is the is the topic of AI, artificial intelligence. And before I completely dive into this, let me explain a few things. Uh, I, you know, we all work in AI. What are you talking about, DJ? What are you... We do. For instance... Uh, have you ever picked up your phone? And surely not while you're driving. No, no, of course not. Hit that voice text feature and you speak into it and it types what you say. Well, that's a rudimentary form of artificial intelligence. It is hearing what you're saying and it is turning it into type. As a matter of fact, uh, there's, there's functions on almost every computer that will read emails for people that uh, can't see, uh, you know, uh, well enough to, to read the email. It'll read them for you. It will, all, all kinds of things that have been coming. AI, is what I'm about to say, is not new. At least not in the last 10 or maybe even 15 years. Well, oh, come on. Okay, so speech to text, but what else? How about this? Have you all ever been, I don't know, searching for something on your phone, on the, the browser, and then you jump over to a social media feed? You, you're done searching, you jump over, and an ad pops up for the thing that you were just searching. And you say, well, I mean, you know, it's just, it's just checking my phone. It's, yeah, but it's all programmed to be intelligent enough to say, they just search for this, meaning they probably want this, meaning, hey, let's grab the ad for that and post it on their social media feed to keep reminding them of it. It's artificial intelligence. Now you go, that's not very intelligent. You go, well, it's a computer program. But that's just the point, isn't it? All artificial intelligence is a computer program. It, it comes from a group of people that are designing it on the back end. A group of people that are um, teaching it, if you will. This is what these words mean. When they say this word, you type this word. And, and uh, when, when, you, when you ask your virtual home assistant to play music or ask you for weather, or it, it, it's, it's all programming. You know, back, yeah, yes, I did take a computer programming class uh, in <laughs> way back. Uh, and, and yes, it was old enough that it was literally all ones and zeros, as they used to say, and some people still do, computer programming language. Very rudimentary language, but nonetheless, all ones and zeros. 
So artificial intelligence, the, the, the name itself, should give you the clues to what it is. It's artificial, meaning it's not real. It's, it's, it's not, you know, it, it, it's not of its own, let's say. Intelligence. Intelligence can have many meanings. I'm a former intelligence officer, right? That could be what this is talking about. And we'll talk about some of the benefits here shortly. But nonetheless, we're talking about AI. Lots of movies about AI. Terminator. Uh, but, well, really any post-apocalyptic film has some type of, of uh, uh, autonomous robot that is to, trying to destroy humanity, right? Uh, you know, even even the the Matthew Broderick game, uh, rather movie War Games, right? If you've never seen that one, check that one out. Back from the eighties, uh, he he's literally playing a computer game, and the computer says, "Would you like to play a game?" And it 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 has chess and all this other stuff, and he notices that in the list of games he has global thermonuclear war. Which he thinks is a game, but it's not really a game. And then they have to stop the computer from starting war. So we've been enthralled, or at least been thinking about artificial intelligence for, I don't know, let's say the last 40 years. Maybe more. If you go back to a, a movie from the very early 1900s, um, I believe it was called uh, Metropolis. Uh silent movie, black and white, uh, it, it all had autonomous robots running the world. So what, what is this with artificial intelligence? So let, let, let's take a look at some definitions. You know, I like definitions. I like to start from there. So what is the definition of artificial intelligence? Well, that question I found out is harder to answer than you would imagine. Why? Well, when you finish listening to this podcast, Google it, and you'll see why. It kind of depends on who's telling you. So I just grabbed one that seemed to be, well, the most easy to understand, and it says, the theory and development of computer systems able to perform tasks that normally require human intelligence, such as visual perception, speech recognition, decision-making, and translation between languages. All right. Now... We've talked about a lot of those, but that's a very surface level definition, isn't it? So let's talk about some examples. What are some current examples that we probably use today? Maps and navigation. Absolutely. Artificial intelligence has really, really improved those. Um, I, I, I drive an older Jeep and I, I still, <laughs> I haven't got one in a while, uh, but, but last year I was still getting the, the emails, hey, you can buy the CD to update your navigation. And I thought, I don't know when the last time I've used my navigation in my vehicle was uh, because it's older and I just use the apps on my phone. They give me real-time traffic. They give me other routes. They, right? Facial detection and recognition. And I know that's a, that's a sticky, sticky topic. Probably one I'll grab on this podcast. Um, today we won't debate the goods and the bads of it, but what we will say is it exists. Okay. Uh, text editors, autocorrect. I've been using that for a long time. Uh, search recommendation algorithms, 
through you know, Safari or Chrome or Firefox or any number of the others. Chatbots. Chatbots. I mean, you, you ever reached out to service for a company and there's this nice little thing on, uh, on their website that says, oh, you can talk to an agent. Well, that's a, that's a lie for the, <laughs> for the most part. Uh, you're not immediately talking to an agent. You're talking to a chatbot that is programmed to answer questions based on questions that have been loaded into them, right? Digital assistants. So like the, your digital home assistants, uh, which I'm not going to say the name of because there's one sitting not far from me that will start talking to me. Uh, social media. Yeah. And the funny part is that you just pretty much all of social media <laughs> is, is, is formed on an, an, an artificial intelligence background or programming set. Uh, e-payments. Sure. Paying online, paying outside of uh, a direct link to your bank. Self-driving cars. Oh, yeah. Manufacturing robots. I mean, take a look at a vehicle manufacturing line. There's people there, but they're kind of taking, you know, overwatch of what the robots are doing. And I added one that oddly enough wasn't on any list I could find. This is, these are compiled lists that I was looking around going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I added one I couldn't find. We're going to talk about deep fake videos. Just put a pin in that one for a minute. Um, what are some positive use cases in law enforcement? We're going to switch over now. Well, I'm going to say it, facial recognition and image enhancement technology. I know that's two, but facial recognition, again, yeah, I know. Uh, there, there's a whirlwind of is it right, is it wrong, is, is it biased, is it not biased? Uh, but what you're going to find is that that is going to be a major argument on today's artificial intelligence. And I don't mean just in policing, I mean in general. But facial recognition can be positive and has been used to identify criminals in public spaces and crowds, somebody you're looking for, you've lost track of, big crowd, oh, there they are. A, a, a human would have potentially been able to do that, but not at the amount of time. There's a fraction of the time. Image enhancement technology. Okay? Uh, have, you, have you ever seen the... Um, hey, this person went missing in 1984 as a eight-year-old, and here's what they might look like today. That's artificial intelligence, image enhancement technology. Um, and many of those are really, really close to accurate once, once they find the individual, uh, amazingly. Uh, smarter physical bots. We were talking about robots in manufacturing. Uh, but what I'm going to talk about is robots in policing. Robots in policing? What are you talking about? Uh, well, specifically for this example, uh, bomb disposal robots. You have an explosive device. You, uh, I, used, I drove one of those things. It was, it was kind of cool. Um, it's just big, big remote control robot, right? And, and maybe even there's a screen and you could see what it sees and you can, you could move the arm. And it, but, it's, but it was all human. And now they've got programming where it's smart enough to detect the explosive through sniffer devices and 
Because explosives have like an explosive uh, narcotics or explosive dog, right? They can smell the odor of these things. It can. It can recognize people. It can recognize situations. It can recognize doorknobs. It can recognize all of that. And um, really assisting with spotting some nonviolent crimes as well. So um, counterfeit goods. Um, It it was always fun when I worked with the counterfeit folks um, because they were uh, like a Ph.D., (laughs) nearly in, in each, in each product. Is this Prada bag real? Well, it looks real. Um, but they would, they would see this one stitch that was off or they'd, they'd look at the lining and the, the, it was amazing. Well, now going across a line, uh, there, there's artificial intelligence that can identify these at, at the microscopic level, if need be amazing. Uh, financial crimes, stolen credit cards, expense account fraud. We're, we're all part of this right now. What I mean is, have you ever, uh, you know, you got your, not your credit card, your debit card, right? And you, and you take a trip with your family and you go to use it and you're like, oh, darn it, uh, it's not working. Why is it not working? Well, maybe because your bank went, uh, you're not supposed to be in Canada. Well, no, you're, this must be stolen. I travel a lot. And I've learned over time, I call my bank, here's where I'm going, here's the days I'll be there. Because I've forgotten in the past or uh, just didn't think about it, and they're shutting me down. Why is that? Because the, the pattern of purchase shows that you're in this functional area, and now all of a sudden you're in California. Well, is, is that you or is that fraud? So... That we could go on and on and on with the with the positive use cases, the potential positive use cases, or the debatable positive use cases. But what about this has the greatest impact? It's something I really want to think about and talk about today. Well, one of them, which we've already spoken a little bit about with facial recognition, is potential for inaccuracy and bias embedded in AI systems. Now, we have to be careful when we use the word bias. I use it at its uh, definitive Webster's level. Okay? In other words, uh, heading... I did, I'm not reading this one straight from Webster's, but basically being more on one side or one point of the topic than the other because that's the way potentially you believe or your history or your background, basically not being open to all possibilities. DJ's definition of bias. So I'm not talking about like bias is thrown around a lot lately, right? So let's get right down to the core of it. In other words, not being open to being able to see multiple possibilities, multiple sides, things like that. Well, as I said earlier, we have to remember, AI is a computer system. It's programming. And it's programmed by humans. That human interaction could be likely to bring over human factors that go potentially beyond fact and into the realm of opinion or bias. We hear that with facial rec. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's racially biased. It's this, it's that, um, that's, that has different factors that, you know, I will, I'll, I'll do a podcast on that. A lot of you have asked, um, but nonetheless, so, but what I'm saying is if I am programming a piece of software 
which I would never do because I'm not a programmer and it would be horrible. But if, but if I were to program that, okay, I, I've got a goal in mind for, for my game or my piece of software or my whatever, right? I have a goal in mind or a set of goals and I am programming and designing for that goal. The other thing is, not all humans know everything. Sorry for those of you who might feel sad right now, but you don't. I don't. I, I do tons of research, not only on these podcasts, but when I teach and, 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 and when, I, when I have roundtable chats with folks that ask me questions ahead of time, I, I, I go, ooh, that's a good one. And I, I do massive amounts of research to make sure that uh, you, you know, I have all the information necessary to answer the question properly. Not just maybe the way I think about it. Because you, you might think right now, as far as we are into this podcast, about 16 minutes, where I'm going with this, but you might be really surprised where I'm going. But nonetheless, that's just the point, isn't it? Humans are, we're, 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 we're fallible. We make mistakes. We don't know everything. And you say, well, okay, but here's what we can do. We can, you know, we, libraries now are digitized, right? And we can just tell it to, to, to ingest all of this information. Yes, it will. But let's don't forget that are we only pulling in the nonfiction section? Because computer programs don't know the difference between truth Fiction, fantasy, geography. I mean, they, they, don't, they don't know the old Dewey Decimal system of where we're going to put these books. They take them all as they are exactly what they say they are. I mean, can you, can you imagine, remember the, um, the comedian George Carlin? Uh, obviously, he was... <laughs> most of his stuff was not safe for children, but, but he, had, he had a penchant for pointing out facts... With, with a twist, right? Sarcasm. Sarcasm was huge with him. Computer systems don't understand sarcasm. They take them at face value. So all this information coming in is at face value. So even if we were to just throw the entire libraries of the world into something, there's information there that is not factual. And, and, and it's interesting that I just use that Description, right? Because what I said was, let's just grab all the libraries and throw it in. Well, that's just data. You know how I feel about data. Data's good, but it doesn't necessarily get you to where you need to be. You have to figure out the clues and the, the points within the data. Well, that's what the searching and the asking is for. Yes, but you're allowing it to figure that out, and it's looking for markers. It's looking for, oh, in my entire system, what mentions... Uh, uh, automobiles. Okay, there it is. Automobile. Yep, automobile. Oh, yep, okay, automobiles. And, and think about automobiles. It finds uh, an overabundance of articles right now that say all automobiles will be electric in the next, I don't know, six months. And, and, <laughs> and, and gas is bad and electric is good. And however you fall on that, it, it might give you both opinions. It might give you one weighted heavier than the other based on the information it was loaded. So you understand what I'm getting at here is that it is only as good as not only the data in it, but also the person or team of people that have loaded and decided what data to put in it. Which leads me to 
and this is a fear of mine, we'll, we'll really get into this. I fear that after AI is left on its own to complete tasks, in other words, uh, you know, hey, that's good. Yep, done. You got it. We trust this. That its accuracy may no longer come into question. The AI might be seen as so accurate, because hey, it's computer, right? To the point of not needing human oversight to confirm the results of the AI. That'll never happen, DJ. Here's a question. How many weather apps do you have on your phone? Um, I have three. And, and, and it's just basically, I like, I like the satellite on one better than I like on the other, but the other one gives me basic information and blah, blah, blah. But I can tell you between those and my virtual home assistant, if you open them all and look at the forecast for the day, they might be similar, but they're not going to be the same. So, but I believe, especially with our home assistants and our phones and, 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 and search engines and especially, especially social media, if it's there, it must be true. Now, many of you listening probably aren't in that realm. I am certainly not in that realm, but, but many of you go, well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it, I, I use that app and I do too. I'm not saying I don't, but what I'm saying is I'm, um, I also open the door and look outside I want to confirm whether I need a, a, a coat or whether I don't or if it's raining or if it's whatever. I mean, perfect example. When I'm recording this right now, it, it's raining outside my home. Um, it's not very cold. 51 degrees uh, in the spring here. But according to the forecast, just two days ago, it was supposed to rain yesterday, not rain today, not rain Saturday, but then rain again on Sunday. Well, it did rain yesterday, but not much. Uh, like, I don't even know how I call it rain. It was more of just a blurp. Uh, but today it's rained pretty significantly. And you go, well, of course, weather patterns. That's what I'm pointing at. <laughs> Fact, facts change. Things change. Facts of the weather change. The wind moved. And being as, I believe we should always have that human interaction, that this is what the system said, but this is what we found. It's the same. We're good or, or it's not. Have you ever done a search through your CAD or your RMS, speaking to law enforcement right now uh, or really anybody who uses a computer-aided dispatch or a records management system? Have you ever done a search in it for how many thefts you had in the past Two weeks, and the number comes up, and you go present that number, and somebody else goes, yeah, that's wrong. What do you mean that's wrong? Well, that's, that, that, that's wrong. Now, understand, the search you did, we wouldn't consider that AI a few years ago, but I'm going to say, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a very, very basic search function, which is an artificial intelligence. In other words, you told the system you wanted these parameters and it went out and found them and it gave them back to you like a dog going for a bone. You're playing fetch with your CAD and RMS. But, but what you don't realize is a lot of times you threw the bone and it brought back a stick. Now, I'm not saying CAD and RMS is wrong. No, because most of the time, because it, it's very, very fairly easy algorithm to, to program. But most of the time what happens is it's the, 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 
the problem with the human input that causes a problem with the computer or AI output. So for instance, um, we had a category in our RMS called theft all other. I hated it. Um, because it was kind of, I mean, I understand the theory, right? It was for all things that don't have any other place and we're going to put them right here. <laughs> okay. Any theft that is just not, it's just not a category in the code book, but it's still a theft. And so we're going to put it here. Theft all other. The problem is theft all other was the top selection when you drop down to categorize your report. So the officer drops down to categorize the report. The top selection is theft all other. And guess which one they picked well over 60% of the time, theft all other. So I start doing an analysis of this in my analysis division and realize that really only less than 1% of all of those theft all others were truly theft all others. It was just, that was quick, I click it, I go. So when various lieutenants and captains were putting their data together for the command staff meeting and we all got together and all the numbers and you add them all up and they're wrong. It, it depended on how you search, what you searched for, and the data entry. What was put in? Is it accurate on the front end? AI is truly no different than this at this point. It is a program that is programmed to do things, programmed by humans. Now, DJ, I thought AI could learn. Well, it can, but it learns from patterns. It learns from new information. It learns from input. Input is data, ones and zeros. But it, it has a really hard time discerning between proper input and garbage input, much like Wikipedia. <laughs> Not throwing Wikipedia under the bus. Sometimes I like looking at it. Uh, you know, you can go in and modify Wikipedia. You can add stuff. And we've all seen it where somebody goes into somebody's Wikipedia page and, and completely adds something that's not true. You know, I mean, so now you're a professor and what are you going to do? You can accept Wikipedia? Well, no, it's it's not exactly what you would call 100% accurate. It's based on input and sometimes malicious input in that case. So I thought to myself, and I'm, I'm going to read, I'm not going to read all these to you, but I'm going to read some of these to you. I actually printed them out. Sorry for the paper sounds. Um, but I thought to myself as I was putting together uh, these classes I'm going to be doing, and this, I have a much longer class that talks about this, and I thought, you know what? This is just me talking, right? People are like, nah, nah, that's wrong. You know, it, it, it can't be fallible. It's, you know, it's a, well, why don't we just ask AI itself? So I did. I went on to the most popular at this time, AI chat system, and I asked it a couple of questions. One of them I asked is, what is artificial intelligence? And I'm paraphrasing here because uh, it got real wordy with itself. Uh, artificial intelligence refers to the development of computer systems that can perform tax tasks. In other words, a lot like the definition I just gave you for visual perception, speech recognition, decision-making. Decision-making, that's interesting. Language transitions, all designed to analyze large amounts of data, learn from that data, and make predictions or decisions based on what they have learned. Now, predictions and decisions. It, 
It's making decisions. It's making decisions, but it's making decisions based on the programming. Okay. Um, all systems are typically based on machine learning algorithms. And, and so it goes on and on and on. It says, overall, AI has the potential to revolutionize many industries and change the way we live and work in the future. If, if I were to read this in my announcer voice, you know, movie voice, 1940s announcer voice, this would be, this would be like a commercial for AI. It, 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 it does a great thing, right? I mean, it doesn't even at once bring up any uh, issues. So I, and I want to point out, I asked it to define artificial intelligence and it did. I didn't ask it for the good and bad. I just said, Hey, define something. And it did good. Fantastic. And then I said, what are some dangers to artificial intelligence? It says, while artificial intelligence has a potential to revolutionize many industries and improve our lives in countless ways, there are also several potential dangers associated with the technology. Some of the most significant are job displacement. <laughs> AI has the potential to automate many jobs that are currently performed by humans, leading to significant job losses in certain industries. Just chew on that for a minute. Didn't say which industries. I mean, obviously automation through robots, certainly. Um, but this is, this is growing, right? I, I'm telling you, I'm still on the side of that, though, where I don't think it's at least not in the foreseeable future, uh, going to be able to be left on its own without subsequent human input. Nonetheless, bias and discrimination. Oh, it's calling itself out. That's nice. All systems are only as unbiased as the data they are trained on. Hey, it agrees with me. If the data used to train the AI is biased or discriminatory, the system itself may also become biased or discriminatory. Why? I already told you. Because it cannot discern between truth and fiction. Doesn't know the difference. Unless it's programmed for the difference. But then you've got a programming on somebody who's saying, well, that's true and that's not. And that's true and that's not. And if you don't know how I feel about truth, roll back a few podcasts and listen to that one. Security threats. Now this was, I thought this was bias, discrimination. Yeah, sure. Then it jumps to security threats and says AI systems can be vulnerable to cyber attacks and hacking, which could have serious consequences if the system is controlling critical infrastructure or sensitive data. Sure. Well, I'm not. All systems are vulnerable to that. Then it makes a huge leap. Autonomous weapons. <laughs> There's a... <laughs> There's a growing concern about the development of autonomous weapons that can make decisions and carry out actions without human intervention. Notice it, notice it didn't say it's going to happen. It said there's a growing concern about it. But it listed it in the top five. I don't know. My detective spidey senses tell me that might be a clue. And then it makes an overarching statement. Unforeseen consequences. As AI systems become more complex and autonomous, folks, if, if, if you weren't listening real closely before, roll back and listen to this again. AI systems become more complex and autonomous. Autonomous. Please remember that word. In other words, running on their own, doing their own thing. It may become more difficult to predict their behavior and potential consequences. Their it's no longer an it. It's a there. Okay. 
So that's fine. Autonomous. Remember that. Is AI and law enforcement a good idea? The use of artificial intelligence in law enforcement can be both positive and negative. On the positive side, it can help agencies analyze large amounts of data, identify patterns and trends that would be difficult for humans to detect. However, there's also potential implications associated with the use of AI in law enforcement. For example, there's a risk that technology could be used to perpetuate bias and discrimination, particularly if the data used to train the AI system is biased. Okay. Additionally, there's a concern that the use of AI in law enforcement could lead to the erosion of civil liberties, such as privacy and freedom of expression. Uh, well, we're talking about that with facial recognition right now. Okay. So then I said, well, you know, I asked it very specific questions. What is artificial intelligence? What are some dangers to artificial intelligence? Uh, is artificial intelligence a good idea? That, that's not so specific. It's more opinionated, but it gave me an opinion. thought that was interesting. Uh, it's not, it doesn't typically give you an opinion, but it gave me one. So then I thought, well, list some positive facts about police officers. <laughs> Did I ask for its opinion? No. Every time I've asked a solid question, it's given me a solid answer. I said, list some positive facts about police officers. And it does. Often dedicated public servants put their own safety at risk, engage in community policing, support and assistance. So it gives me this nice, nice little list. And then in the very end, it says, well, there are certainly instances of police misconduct and abuse of power that need to be addressed. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Did you just give me an opinion I didn't ask for? This is what I'm talking about. If I were to ask a question about a crime or I would ask it to pull some data about and I wanted just the facts, just the hard facts, how many people walked through that door? I don't need it to add an opinion. If I ask that of an analyst, I want how many people walk through that door. I don't necessarily need the opinion unless it's based on some kind of lead that they know. I don't really want the opinion that the door is the problem. It's not the people's problem. The door was the problem. What? But it gave me an opinion. Remember that autonomous? Will AI become autonomous? A, a, artificial intelligence is already becoming increasingly autonomous. And it's likely. In other words, <laughs> it just kind of called me a, an idiot. I said, will it become autonomous? It says it's already becoming increasingly autonomous. In other words, hey, moron, it already is. Thank you. I, I literally got put down by an AI. And it's likely that this trend will continue in the future. In fact, the development of autonomous systems is one of the major areas of research. Okay. Autonomous systems are designed. So it goes on and, and it basically says, not only is it going to be, it is autonomous. Okay. So then I said, will artificial intelligence become sentient? In other words, thinking on its own. Because remember, remember earlier, it, 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 it talked about the fact that, hey, I'm going to be able to make my own decisions. That sounds kind of sentient. It says the concept of artificial intelligence becoming sentient or achieving consciousness is still a topic of debate. While current AI systems are highly advanced and capable of performing a wide range of tasks, they're still fundamentally different from human beings. Thank you very much. At present, AI is based on algorithms and data processing. Machine learning techniques can enable systems to learn and adapt, but they still lack the ability to experience emotions or engage in truly independent thought. Now, here's the really important one. Therefore, 
while the possibility of sentient AI cannot be ruled out entirely, it's still a topic of speculation. Okay? And the last, uh, the last question. Will artificial intelligence take over the world? I know, that was a dumb question. But I got a very interesting answer. It says no. Now, it could have stopped there, right? Because no is very definitive, isn't it? No. There's a no and there's a yes. And it said no. It didn't say maybe. It didn't say well. It said no. But then it said no. It's highly unlikely. Well, highly unlikely is kind of a maybe, isn't it? And a no is a definitive answer. So what we're saying here is this computer-programmed AI just contradicted a statement. Or at least made a potentially contradictory statement? No. Well, it's unlikely. Like it's talking to it. It's like I, I, I wish I, would, I need to find something where I can make it a voice. But nonetheless, so it goes on and on and on and on and on. The important part to note here is what, you know, what do I think about this? I mean, you're listening to my podcast. I assume you want to know what I think about it. Here's what I think about it. It's here. It has a, a, a number of positive uses for law enforcement, data aggregation, because uh, this is going beyond search now, right? I mean, I just simply typed these questions in and it spit the answers out. There's major potential here in assisting not only law enforcement, but multiple other industries as it always does. But, 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 how far is it going to go? What do I mean? Well, the one I haven't talked about yet is deep fake videos. Video right now is huge in law enforcement, right? <laughs> Gather around the fire, kids, as I tell you about a time <laughs> when a law enforcement officer's word in court was taken as his word. Now that time is gone. We've talked about that, right? It, if a law enforcement officer sees something, witnesses something, and acts upon it, it... it it's no better now than just simply two witnesses in, in a case. Their side and their side. Video is paramount, isn't it? Video, maybe audio recording, but video especially is paramount. If you didn't have video, it didn't happen. Body cams everywhere. Car cams everywhere. Cameras uh, on corners. We've talked about this, and it's only going to continue to get more and more and more. So what happens when AI, especially in video editing, especially in deep fake videos, if you don't know what a deep fake video is, it, they're very good. You can, you can Google them. Some are, some are kind of, you can tell they're fake, but some of them you cannot. Many of them have even fooled the media and our government. Uh, they're extremely good. It makes somebody look like they're saying something they're not saying. Uses their voice. Uh, you use, I mean, moves their face. Uh, it's, it's freaky. Okay. But it's also, it also scares me. So at what point will somebody be able to use an AI system? Cause there'll be multiples. This is not one AI. 
They're, they're multiples now. It's a program again. At some point, will somebody be able to use that to create a video that is so good? A deep fake, if you will, that shows somebody doing something illegal. Doesn't matter who it is. That video is presented. Well, we got you on video. What are you going to say about that? That's not me. We've all been in those rooms where, where, where criminals went, that, that's not me. Okay, but th this is like a VCR tape or CD or whatever, digital video. It is them. We know it's them, whatever. That's not me. But now, with the technology of these deep fakes and the AI around it being so good, what does that mean for court? Does that then mean that not only is the officer's word not worth their word anymore, but now the video produced is not worth anything because it, it could have been faked? Oh, DJ, the metadata, the metadata on the back end of the video will prove da 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 negative. The metadata at this point can also be manufactured on very good deep fake videos. It can be manufactured again, uh, very reputable folks have been completely fooled by these, even looking at the metadata, even looking at the, the digital imagery to make sure it hasn't been manufactured and they missed it. And it's only going to get better. So what do I mean? What I mean is, again, AI is here. We're using it. We're using it beneficially every day, not just as citizens and businesses, but also as law enforcement. But here's some things we need to do. We absolutely need to make sure that we are cautious about the speed in which we adopt this so that it doesn't get out of our control and understanding. If we adopt something that's so far beyond our understanding, we could miss potential pitfalls. We need to take this in chunks. We need to take this slowly, okay? It now does this with video. Well, tell me all about that. What are the potential pitfalls? What do we need to watch out for in court? Are we thinking about the court stuff on here? Are we thinking about, yes, all right, good. We'll move on with that. Oh, we got this one that, that literally takes your body cam footage and writes the officer's report for them. <sighs> oh, help me. How in the world are we doing that? Because if you've ever been in court, the first question they ask an officer, well, uh, were you a duly mandated law enforcement officer in the city of blah, 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 and you had the occasion to be called to blah, blah, blah? Yes, indeed. Did you write a report on this? Yes, indeed. Is this your report? Yes. Did you write this report? Yes. And then they get into the questioning about the case. Well, at this point, it'd sound like this. Is this your report? Well, it's my name on it. Did you write it? No. What? No, my, my, my our AI took a, took a combination of all the footage and audio and, and, and wrote it for me. What? So how do you cross-examine the person who wrote the report? So what does that do with reports? I don't think we should ever go there, by the way. I mean, there's, there's an there's, there's a argument right now on um, speed detection cameras with the, you know, they give, they give speeding tickets. And one of the arguments is, in, in, in most state constitutions, um, you know, and involved in court proceedings, you have the right to face and question your accuser. Kind of hard to do when your accuser is a camera. 
And I know that I, I, I overblew that one a little bit, but what I mean is when we get to the point where AI is doing autonomous and potentially sentient or making decisions, it itself said it has decision-making capability. When we get to that, well, where did you get to that decision detective? Well, our AI told us, excuse me. I mean, the whole point is how we got to where we got to. How did we make the decision that this person was guilty? What steps did we make? It, it can't question the AI based on that specific case, can it? How do you, what, how does it, I don't know. <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about. If you take this to its end, if you take this to how fast this is going, I believe it could potentially snowball out of control. So I like it. You go, my God, doesn't sound like you like it. I do like it. I'm just very cautious about it. And we should be very cautious about the adoption of more advanced AI too fast. It could get us potentially in some trouble. And we need to keep hold of that. I guess I could sum it up to say this. <clears throat> I don't know, maybe, when we have robots and they're sentient, and I don't know, we got RoboCop, whatever, <laughs> after, after I'm long gone, kids. Um, I, I don't think in the near future we're going to be swearing in an artificial intelligence officer. There'll be no replacement for, for our, our humans, our men and women in uniform, and there shouldn't be. AI should be a tool. AI should not be the captain of detectives. Let's look at some stupid criminals. Let's go over to Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, a man tried to rob a Glasgow... <laughs> That's crazy. A Glasgow bookmaker uh, armed with a cucumber. I could stop there. Uh, but he was tackled to the ground by an off-duty police officer when it was clear that the harmless vegetable wasn't going to be much of a threat. Um, he revealed his weapon of choice covered in a black sock and as a female worker <laughs> and a female worker demanding cash, she refused. Nice. Uh, he was pinned down by the officer and quickly arrested. He told police, I was a joke. And then said, am I going to jail for this? Yes. Yes, you are. Two aspiring criminals attempted to open an ATM machine with a blowtorch. Watching way too many YouTube videos on opening safes. They suddenly st understood the big mistake they'd made because they melted through the heavy metal frame. <laughs> and guess what? Cash burns. Burnt through it, burnt all the ca cash up, uh, and mistakenly set fire to the entire pile of money. Leaving nothing behind but a criminal record because ATM machine was uh, discovered and uh, at some point their hands, I guess, got hot or uncomfortable and they left fingerprints all over the thing. Congratulations. Police didn't struggle finding Mac Yearwood in Florida. That's right. I went back to Florida. Uh, he was wanted in connection with an assault in 2016. And after proudly uploading his wanted poster as his Facebook profile, one of his friends commented, nice mugshot, to which he replied, thanks, buddy. You know where this is going. Cops used his Facebook to track him down. Uh, cops said, uh, Facebook's a great way to communicate and connect with old friends and family. If you're wanted by the police, probably not a good idea to use the Wanted of the Week poster as your profile pic. And lastly today, James Allen attempted to hold up a newspaper in Oxfordshire in 2012. 
He was captured on CCTV removing his uh, face covering. Um, <laughs> sorry, I've, I've seen the video. Removing his face covering, then falling over a drink display, and then not managing to escape. So in other words, he's he holds it up. He's going to remove his mask, so I guess he can, doesn't see well. He's got to run away. Runs into a drink display and still can't escape. Why? Because he's an idiot. He was pushing on the door instead of pulling it. The woman he'd tried to rob, with a toy gun no less, had, had come. <laughs> she had to come and open the door for him to let him leave. He even tried to rob the same shop just 10 days earlier. He was sentenced to three years in prison and two years for possession of a firearm or imitation firearm, like the other guy, maybe imitation of deadly cucumber. Oh, boy. You know, as we go along this journey together, I may say some things you don't agree with, or maybe you do agree with me and have a topic you'd like me to cover. Or maybe you have a funny police story. Many of you share those with me. Thank you. I encourage you to email me at offthebeat at MotorolaSolutions.com. Give me your thoughts and ideas and check out my Twitter page at DJ underscore off the beat. Until next time, stay diligent, stay educated, and stay safe.